and welcome into today's roundtable. We're going to talk about the Forward Air Omni unfortunate, fortunate or unfortunate uh, merger or non-merger. We're not going to find out for a little while exactly what's going on here, but we know that a lawsuit's been filed. We know that we could, could possibly be headed to a courtroom, and when the courtrooms are involved, we bring in Matt Leffler, the armchair attorney uh, from Chicago, Illinois. Matt, thanks so much for joining us here. Uh, obviously, this has got a long way to go before we find a, a resolution of any style, of, of any kind, really. Uh, but we saw a lawsuit that was filed uh, yesterday by Omni to try and get uh, Ford to come to the negotiating table and finish and close out the deal. Uh, before we get to any sort of courtroom, obviously, we're, we're assuming they're as well. But it's, uh, before we get to that point, looks like both sides are digging in here. Any chance that you see as you look at what's been said back and forth, these two could come to an agreement before we ever see any kind of litigation? Well, I mean, we have litigation now. We have the filing in the Delaware Chancery Court, but I think that this deal gets done. I honestly, you look at what the, the complaint alleges in the, in, the, in the action for specific performance, and Forward Air is saying, look, we haven't gotten enough information. And Omni is saying, but we gave you all the information, and you were so ready to do the deal like a couple of days ago. What's changed? And so this is the actual thing we're looking at is what happens when one party says, I want to back away? What options do they have? And the reality is we're in Delaware Chancery Court. This is the Madison Square Garden of business litigation. This is the, the cream of the, uh, of the rises to the top. So this case will be something we're going to read a lot about over the next couple of days. But ultimately, I think the deal gets done. So when you look at this in terms of if we do indeed go to a courtroom scenario and we have, you know, obviously both sides digging in, they Omni wants to get this deal done, uh, Forward Air wanted to get this deal done, as you mentioned, and then a sudden backed off, pressures from shareholders. We know the story there. Um, what does Omni have to prove exactly in terms of, of getting this deal done and force, essentially forcing Forward Air to sign on the dotted line? Yeah, I mean, what Omni is trying to do here is tell the Delaware Chancery Court, look, we complied with every obligation we had under the contract. Everybody was satisfied when we brought the information. We have done nothing wrong. Forward Air is the one who actually has to prove something. They have to prove that Omni didn't do what they said they were going to do. And what Forward Air kind of alleges is they didn't get access to is some pre-closing access to information. It's not very specific. And this should be very reminiscent to all your viewers about the Twitter and Elon Musk saga we saw a couple years ago, where Elon Musk had a deal with Twitter, said, I'm going to walk away because they haven't given me enough information or they disclosed things too late. And then we all made the call, uh, they're going to be bought. And ultimately, Elon had to by Twitter, even though the share price dipped precipitously, $44 billion at one point, down to a valuation of like $20 billion. The Delaware court is not going to be interested in saying, is this the best deal that could have been done? That's not what they're going to be asking. They're going to be asking very specific questions. Did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? If you did those things, the deal must happen. So Forward Air is making the, the, the claim that Omni hasn't provided all the relevant information. But we have to remember, both boards of directors agreed with this deal. It wasn't until the litigation in, in, in Tennessee that we kind of had a little bit of a pause. And when that pause happened, deals become a little bit more stale and people try to work their way out of them. Just from a legal perspective, explain the difference of what happens in, a, in the Tennessee courtroom versus what could happen in a Delaware courtroom in, in the Chancery Court. Yeah, absolutely. So the Delaware court is all about um, really uh, forcing the deal to happen. So let's talk about the Nashville court in, in Tennessee. In Tennessee, the question was, do the shareholders have a right to vote? 
And they didn't. The court was like, look, we, we look at the law, we look at the deal, and there is no right for you to weigh in. So they just dismissed it, and that was it. These two corporations likely are incorporated in the state of Delaware. So litigation around corporate mergers, it almost always gets pulled into the Delaware court. And it's a chancery court. So a chancery court is not one that awards money. A chancery court is one that forces things to happen. So an example of chancery stuff we see is like mortgage foreclosures or when you're trying to buy a property and the seller says, I don't want to sell it to you anymore. You can force them to sell you the property in a chancery court. So this is about equity. So in this case, in the Delaware court, this is the most rigorous business law that exists in the United States. And what is going to happen in this court is a trial will be set before this deal closes. So this deal has an expiration date of sometime in like the middle of February. So we will have a trial on the issue of did Forward Air get all the documentation they were required to get? And if it becomes clear that they did get all the documentation that they were supposed to get. It just now the market has shifted and they're not really excited about the deal. Deal gets done. Like that's how it will work. So my expectation in this case versus what we saw in Tennessee, Tennessee was a, a stalling tactic. This is the real litigation in Delaware. This is the real deal. And ultimately, Omni is of the position, we did everything you told us to do. We had our board's vote. We gave you the documentation. Whatever you claim is different now doesn't matter because you got what you needed during the time of our negotiations. And if that ultimately is the case, uh, the deal is done. It, it gets forced to happen under the terms that exist right now. So looking at that, and I think I already know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. In terms of how this, this gets done, in other words, are there any areas where there could be compromise, not necessarily to change the deal, but say, for instance, can Forward Air say, for instance, say, all right, we'll do the deal. And then a week later say, hey, we've got a company for sale. <laughs> uh, probably not. I mean, the deal will be structured in the way that it's outlined currently. And so okay. what that's going to end up looking like is it'll be the exact thing that we currently see in the, in the form. I don't think they're going to reopen the negotiations, if that, if that makes sense. Okay. All right. So then as we as we look forward here, regardless of the outcome of how this goes one way or another, uh, there's got to be obviously some sort of fallout. As you mentioned, both boards uh, are, 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 are they signed off on it. And now all of a sudden we've we've hit roadblocks here as well. Uh, guessing here again, it's all hypothetical. Again, we're not even in the courtroom yet, yet at this particular point, but. Who knows what could happen as far as the boards have in terms of what it is that they're they're going to face, certainly in terms of shareholder blowback after this. Uh, I, I, I was out for a second and I'm back in. Yeah, this is going to be a question for this. The shareholders are not going to be part of this conversation, Bill. This will be a conversation between did the documents that were is a contract that's been outlined so far, will that mm -hmm. be enforced as it is? And that's right. what's going to happen. They're going to look at it as, it's, as it sits currently, and they will force the deal under the exact same terms that have already been established. There's really no way out unless Omni can, unless Ford Air can prove Omni didn't disclose certain things. And I just don't think that's reasonable right. at this point. Okay, so let's say the deal does get done. After the deal is done, could say shareholders of Ford Air say, hey, look, you, we, we really have a point here, we could take you back to court and say, look, I mean, now what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. So Omni's a very sophisticated uh, group of shareholders. Their company is very well run with a bunch of private equity folks. Remember, 
Mommy's coming in with 20% voting rights in the new forward air, but the mm-hmm. new forward air will have to make a vote of turning the, the, the additional shares that Omni has into voting shares or non-voting shares. If they decide to make them non-voting shares, then they have to give a 13% dividend to Omni's shareholders, which is substantial. If they mm-hmm. convert them into voting shares, now it's almost like a 40% voting block with an Omni. Uh, it is highly unlikely that the, the shareholders of, of Forward Air could piece off Omni and sell it separately because they are going to be intertwined immediately. The deal gets done. Now Omni is a 20% shareholder of Forward Air. That's a pretty big voting block. But ultimately, if they don't vote to make those shares voting shares, that 13% dividend is going to kill at profitability for Forward Air. The idea of all this structure we talked about in the, in the Tennessee court was we're trying to avoid this need for shareholders to vote because we're keeping the shares of the new company under 20%. But the minute you have the deal, there is a massive pressure to convert those non-voting shares into voting shares to avoid that dividend because that is a massive drain on a company. And if they make that deal, now you have Omni having an almost 40% block in the business, very unlikely you're going to have them be able to piece off from that corporation. Yeah, there's very, very tough there as well. So looking forward here, is there any kind of a silver lining in this at all? Or is this basically a shotgun wedding and we're going to get these two together, marry them off and hope they do the best they can? So it, we should be very clear. Uh, this was not a shotgun. These guys talked for months to get a deal structured bill. Like they knew what they were doing. It wasn't well, let's until say, let's just had- say they had an argument the night before the wedding. There you go. Yes. I think it teaches the, the silver lining here, Bill, is everyone gets to learn about specific performance. We got to see what happened with Elon Musk and Twitter. We learned a lot. We're going to learn a lot here. No one wants to go off and make case law. They don't want to have their names in appellate briefs and have their names in big litigation. They want to get deals done and move forward. I think the Delaware Chancery Court is serious and they're going to force this thing to get put together because I don't believe Omni was, was not providing the documentation they were supposed to. Their entire team is confident that they did what they were supposed to. And this deal is the best deal they're likely going to see for some time. So Forward Air is going to have to uh, take a deep breath, take a nice big drink of water, and prepare to make that deal happen. It's going to be very interesting to see how this plays itself out, the nuances that may come out there in Delaware Chancery Court. Uh, Matt, thanks so much for joining us for our roundtable today. Always a pleasure, Bill. Thank you for having me. All right, we'll take a break. We'll wrap up this edition of Fruit Waves now after this. 